0: On this no, that's no way for him. He's no manners, nor no refinement, nor it's no stuff. nothing in his nature. Slapping us behind like that on my bottom because I didn't call him Hugh. The ignoramus doesn't know poetry
1: from a cabbage. So that was Angeline doing Molly Bloom's soliloquy. She reunited with her fellow commitment stars to play a number of gigs, culminating with a live concert at the O2 in Dublin in 2011. More recently, she's been treading the boards of London's Arcola Theatre, starring in In Skagway. Good morning, Angeline. I know the play is set in 1898, but what's it about?
0: Thank you very much. And... um it's the story of kind of four women in, in Alaska that at that time was kind of the, the, the middle of nowhere, you know, the, the end of the world, basically. Um, it
1: was the gold rush period. It, it was the
0: gold rush period, and it was really kind of a lawless town. If you kind of think a little bit like Deadwood, although Deadwood is a bit more, had a bit more law and order than Skagway, um, it was really your fortunes could turn on a, di- a dime, really. You know, whether one day you be as poor as a mouse and the next day you strike gold and you're a millionaire. So it was all kind of very kind of volatile and immediate, and it's the story of um, four women, it's the story of survival out there and loyalty, and um, basically trying to kind of, you know... um, you know, uh, survived the harsh, not only the harsh conditions, but also for being a woman at that time. I mean, most of the women, dare I say, were women of the night um, out there. Very few respectable women around that time went there. It did get a bit more respectable later. So you're talking about women that really, you know... um, needs must and, and, you know, made a living that way.
1: And actually, for yourself, you move quite seamlessly from television to film. Is there something in you that just loves going back to theatre, you know, sort of oiling the acting cogs uh, and all that?
0: It, totally. When I read the script, first of all, you naturally think, I can't do this. It, it's a monster of a part for me because I go from a stroke victim, um, you know, kind of mid to, to late uh, 50s. Um, and then I have to go back in time when my, you know, my memories kick in to 1617 again. So I go from being very, very still at the beginning of the play to being um, very, very vibrant and up and very ambitious, really. Right.
1: We'll talk about yeah. Imelda Quirk in a minute. So, <laughs> But let's leave her alone just for a second. Just, yeah. You were saying you were, you, were do, you were doing Shameless in Manchester.
0: Yes, I did 18 months on the show. Um, How did you find it? I found it uh, challenging in the sense that my my youngest child was only two at the time, and I'm London-based, so I had to travel quite a bit extensively, and sometimes it would be from Sunday evening uh, to Friday evening, like the whole week gone. Mm -hmm. So that was a challenge in that sense. Um, As far as the part, (laughs) well, you you can imagine, you know, know. (laughs) sometimes it was quite challenging to to go there, you know, uh, and be that kind of raggedy in the role, but Um, No, I did enjoy it. I've never done that length of time on television. And I think I do like to take all the boxes and say, well, I've done that. I've done this. I've done the long running series. I've done, you know, film. I've done. So, yeah, again, it was a challenge for me. Um,
1: Angeline, for people who haven't caught up with you recently, um, can we go back to Cabra (laughs) to growing up, if you don't mind? Um, What was that like?
0: very um, it was a very enriching place because I think initially it's funny because I've just read um, I'm reading a book at the moment um, it's called Tell Me a Story and it's Cabra remembered and it's all got those beautiful black and white photos in mm-hmm. of how the area was um, you know uh how it started, it, it, it all these kind of compounds and all these green areas were built for people from the inner city to come up and, you know, stop the spread of t- TB and all that kind of thing. And it was, um, you can see it's very sparse at the beginning and all these black and white photos of kids playing with sticks and those kind of hula hoop circles outside on the road. And then it kind of built and built and built. But I think it's um, its a very community-based area and I think it's, it's very rich. I mean, when I look through the photographs, there's lo- loads of people starting bands or loads of people doing things I mean there's always people that had this community spirit and this um I think survival again you know I mean it was quite a poor area how
1: many in your family Angeline
0: I've got two sisters so there's three girls
1: girls. and you come
0: I come last I'm the baby you're the baby (laughs) the princess
1: and the drama the interest in in theatre and the drama was you know was that something that was just about you or was everyone in the family like that
0: No, it was me, and I think I had that kind of need to express myself at a very young age, and I begged my mother to bring me to some sort of dancing. I mean, I was a bit of a tomboy, and I'd always try anything, try my hand at anything, you know, and and I think that it was just that boredom of wanting to do something with myself that kind of propelled me into doing um, dancing. I went to Billy Barry's stage school, Um, out in Marino and loved it and also like back then it was such a really what kids get now such a community again I mean I've made lifelong friends from from that uh, Mm. dance school and then we had a big reunion a couple of years ago and it was just so lovely to see all the girls all grown up with kids of their own now and um, you know we used to have sleepovers it was a very kind of social thing um, as well as being a training and dance and you know
1: Did it come from your mum or your father, you know, when you look at your gene pool, you know, who do you think you take after?
0: Um, I think my mother, she always had this kind of flair for loving theatre and I'd always go to see shows with her. But on my father's side, he was a fantastic musician um, and his brothers were too. So I think uh, the music and stuff came from that. But I think, you know, w- w- do you always say to yourself, is it nature or nurture? You know, I don't mm. know. I think it's a bit of both with me.
1: And what happened when you left school before you got the big break with the commitments?
0: I was dancing. I was dancing um uh, from on OTE, with a lot of the my contemporaries that were in Billy Barrys, He grew up in 16, 17 years ago. Then they used to have shows like um, Sunday Night at the Olympia, if you remember, and with Brendan mm. Grace, and Sunday Night at the Gaiety. Um, and I I worked on them as a dancer, and then I just realised that I wanted to sing, and then I got to know the Hubbards uh who'd cast me in a few things before prior to the commitments like ads and stuff. Um and that was that really.
1: Tell me about that day, you know, when Roz Hubbard when you went in and did the um
0: It was it was quite surreal really because she'd called me and I mean I think they deliberately kept it quite um hush hush and low key about what it was going to be or how how big they predicted it might be uh because I think you know I think that people would have gone in with different expectations so it was just we're doing this little film come in for this part and i think they'd always had a melda uh for me in mind and i i kind of met them privately before and she, i remember her at the end of the um audition turning to john and saying she'll make a great amelda and she went go and read the book angeline so i got the book roddy's fantastic book and you know by that you know at that stage you know at that age as well you don't really understand artistic license and I was kind of thinking, but Imelda has black hair and, you know, blue eyes. I have blonde hair and green eyes. How can I play that? <laughs> Stupidly. And, um, I, you know, I just kept getting calls to go back, back and back and back. So I think Roz, fair play to her. I mean, I think they're wonderful casting agents mm-hmm. um, and wonderful people. And they really nurtured us through that. But I think... Um, They could kind of see very early on who was right for what,
1: you know. And it was like, everybody knows you. I'm sure still they say Imelda Quirk. They do. But you were still very young. You were in your early 20s when you played that part. And as you say, like, I'm interested because I'm reading about you, talking about the Stanislavski style directing that you're going through at the moment. And now you're going back in time to the young 22-year-old. Did you grow up during the course of filming The Commitments? Was it a real baptism of fire? Yeah.
0: I I would say absolutely. I think, you know, especially because, um, you know, performing and working and knowing practically nearly everybody, you know, that Dublin is so small and, you know, it's like a little community there of of people. Everybody knows everybody. Um, That when we did this, then we were suddenly propelled onto the world stage, so to speak, um, taken to America. And it just kind of opened everything up. And it was a little bit scary, you know. It was very... very um, It was just too much too soon, really, in a way, and and in a great way. But also, you know, I think this is prior as well to all the X Factor and all these... You know, overnight celebrities that people are very used to seeing and getting and wanting and craving. But you know, when when it's it's kind of such a propel a propelling like that, you you do get a bit kind of shell shocked. You know,
1: you know, you, you sort of shun the limelight a little bit for somebody who who treads the boards and appears in TV I know, and film.
0: You know, as uh, lovely Stephen Ray, as I remember one day and it stuck with me for till you know it stuck with me always is that he'd said, you know, actors. Um, Actors as a, acting as a shy man's revenge, you know. So I am quite shy, yeah. and I don't really like, um, you know talking about myself too much because to be honest with you, I, you know, you kind of say to yourself well who'd be interested really? <laughs> but, does it, yeah. does it,
1: you know at that time when you were still in your 20s and people must have known you you catapulted to fame overnight like everybody must yeah. have known you in the streets. Was it difficult to cope with all of that?
0: Yes, I, I would say definitely because as I said again, there are people who just want that level of fame and notoriety and want to be recognised for that but when you're dare I say, when you're an artist, you know, or, and when you really love your craft and you want to do good work, that the other stuff that goes with it is is really the stuff that you dislike mm. most. You know, the, the recognition in the streets, the kind of loss of anonymity, all of that. I mean, I, I would give put me on stage and, you know, give me Beckett or, or, or uh, Casey or anything any day, but ask me to speak about myself, <laughs> and that's when I kind of... I get all shy and clam up. Was it
1: difficult <laughs> to recover after the commitments?
0: Um, well, it's just a journey. I think everybody's journey in life, as you know, everybody has a story about you know from from you know um, teenage years, twenties, thirties, and for me, that's a choice that I made, and it, it's 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 what I I did. But what I did try to do um, very quick soon after the commitments was to do these kind of art house films to prove to myself and I suppose you know when you're young like that you wanted to prove to the public that you know you're more than just a blonde and in a short skirt you can act and you've got a kind of you know passionate need to 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 express yourself in in other forms as other characters.
1: And um, motherhood you mentioned there about your children what was that like for you was that life-changing is it difficult to keep going uh, and working and
0: yeah, I think you know. I always say to my friends, they break your heart from the day they're born uh, in a in a nice way. You know, it absolutely um, changed everything for me. But I think I'd always been broody. I mean, I've always looked after my nephews and nieces, and I always knew that children would be on the cards. You know, so I it it was a wonderful release to become a mother and and a, just the opening of your heart that you know you can never go back from, as you know yourself. You um, were talking
1: there about Stephen Ray, and of course you played Molly Bloom, which everyone, David Norris said you were the best, <laughs> Molly Bloom, and he's, 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 so seen, he's seen quite a few. I was reading yeah. Charles Byrne from the Royal Television Society. He said you were born to play that role. It's, it's a powerful, <laughs> that soliloquy, it's very
0: powerful. Thank you so much, yeah. Um, For that role as well, I mean, I I think I'm drawn to things that frighten me. I know it sounds uh, bizarre. Frighten me and challenge me because, you know, as you know yourself, Molly Bloom is indoctrinated into part of her Irish history almost now, that character. And to to bring her to the screen uh, is really quite terrifying and challenging because everybody, when you read a book, you have your own kind of... Um, image of what the character looks like, physically is like, talks like. So, to kind of manifest her on screen was a mm. bit of a challenge, and, and I was, I did think about it quite uh, for a long time, whether I'd be up for it and whether I could do it, because I felt that if I couldn't commit to it 100%, and if I couldn't do it wholeheartedly, if there was any bit of me that was um, uh, afraid or would hold back, I, did, I couldn't, I couldn't have accepted the role.
1: Angeline, the question I always wanted to ask you, like Imelda Quirk kind of made you and, you know, the commitments and everybody knowing you as that. And then you spent a long period of your life almost doing the opposite to that, as you say, yeah. proving to yourself and to everyone Running else. Away
0: from it, yeah. yeah. So
1: what persuaded you to go back and do the commitments again um, when you decided to regroup?
0: Well... Well firstly it the it when we decided to regroup it was just about the music really so it's not it's not kind of taking on the um, although some people when they go and see it would see me as a but it was more so it's quite cathartic i think sometimes to visit something that's been so kind of um dominant in your life yeah. uh to go back and visit that again and with with a fresh mind with an older mind now that I'm a mother you know there's something quite cathartic in that and also i suppose just to see all everybody again and a kind of a celebration really you know 22 years on we're all still doing our thing why not
1: i know you're um in in skagway for a few more weeks but what yeah. what else is on the cards for this year
0: well funnily enough um the commitments uh gig really reminded me um how much I'm a singing and uh performing like that. It's a different um energy it's a different nervousness I get, and it's a different um um satisfaction that I get from it so I've just you know the last kind of year I've been concentrating a bit on doing my own music and and writing and working with um People and I, I have a little kind of a band that I've got together. Great! And we did a couple of gigs before Christmas, Christmas around London, and so it's kind of Irish folk, swing, jazz. If you could say that, it's (laughs) it's a kind of an odd combination. So, yeah, we, we, I've been working on that and I haven't been able to concentrate on it for the last two months because of rehearsals and because of the show. So once the show goes down, I think we're going to focus on getting some gigs. So who knows?
1: That's great. I'd really
0: love to come to Dublin and Ireland to do a few gigs.
1: Oh, that'd be great. Don't be a stranger to us this year. That's Thank Angeline you. Ball. Thanks for joining us in the Mind Feet Chair this week.
0: Thank you, Nora.